Hello and welcome to Balance City with your host, me, moi, Danielle. We're going to talk all about the juicy stuff, about relationships, about business, about mental health, all the things when it comes to the journey of life, right? And what you'll see along the way is no one's perfect. We all have our shit, (laughs) to be frankly honest. And I am so thankful that you're here to be on this journey with me. And I'm going to have some epic guests sharing their story. And I just cannot wait to get this started. So let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome back. I am so excited that you guys are here. And I want you guys to take a seat. Make sure you have your notepad and your pen because this incredible, incredible human is about to bless us with his voice because he's just amazing. Um, His name's Alexander. We met on Clubhouse. And again, I say it every time, but if you have not got on this app, you need to because the community on there is like no other. So Alexander, I'm going to pass you the mic and kind of share a little bit about yourself and then we'll kind of get to the nitty gritty of it. Sure. Well, uh, like she said, my name is Alexander Gonzalez. I live in St. Pete, Florida. I am a husband to one and a father to two. Uh, My daughter, Sophia, is eight years old and my son, Reese, is four years old. And I have been a full-time entrepreneur for the last four and a half years. Uh, My life was dramatically transformed when I found a product that helped me lose over 80 pounds and in turn, uh, turned that into a business that allowed me the time freedom to be a full-time dad. And so truly, truly blessed to be here. Danielle, and I'm super excited. Love that. Love that. So I kind of want to get into, because I think what really kind of said, listen, I need to get to know this guy real fast, because it was when you were talking about your story and your journey of how you got to where you are and confidence-wise and and being being true to who you, who you are, because it wasn't always like that, right? Right. So I kind of want to go through that. So you weren't always confident, but let's talk about confidence for a little bit. Sure. Absolutely. Well, you know, um, one of my best friends told me a long time ago, he said that confidence is keeping promises to yourself. Mm -hmm. And the more often you're able to keep promises to yourself, the higher your confidence builds, right? You tell yourself, I promise myself that I'm going to achieve said goal. You achieve that goal and your confidence is built. But oftentimes when we have low confidence or low self-esteem, we don't keep promises to ourselves. We have grandiose ideas. We want to make all these excellent things happen, but we don't deem ourselves worthy enough to actually go after them. And so Mm -hmm. they become unrealized potential. And it's funny because for the longest time, Danielle, when someone would ask me, what's your biggest fear? I would say unrealized potential, unrealized potential. What I didn't realize is that I was manifesting unrealized potential in my own life by constantly speaking about it. And so if we go way, way back and, you know, just real quick, uh, you know, this is a trigger alert. Uh, yeah, this is a trigger about abuse. Um, so if that's something that bothers you. Please understand um, that this is my story. Uh, tune out now. Um, but from the young age, um, you know, I went and unfortunately went through sexual abuse. And that really kind of just broke me inside and out. It was a horrible situation. It was nothing I'd ever want to relive. But for a long time, the shame of that, I kept that truth of my life in the secret. My parents knew, they found out years later, Um, my wife knew, but for the most part, 99.9% of the world, no one knew that that happened. And I carried this shame over it. Well, it wasn't until about four years ago. So I'm 39. This happened when I was young, it stopped around the age of eight. 
So for, uh, you know, 25 years, I'm carrying the shame, 25 years, I'm hiding the secret that like hurt me to the mm-hmm. point that we almost didn't have children. And you know, me being a dad is like my favorite thing in the oh, way I missed a button. Y'all. I'm like, I got <laughs> to show for Dan. Yeah. But you know, it, so that's like one of my favorite things in the world is being a dad. Mm-hmm. And this horrible situation almost stopped me from doing that. And so it wasn't until about four years ago. Um, I, I don't know if you're familiar with Mel Robbins. She of wrote course. the book, yes, The Five yes, Second yes. Rule. Mm-hmm. I saw her speak four and a half years ago. And she like talked about the five second rule. I put the five second rule into my business and my business exploded. So when I knew she was coming to speak again, I was like, I cannot wait to hear her speak, blah, blah, blah. Well, because at this point I'd become in leadership in my company. I had known that she was going to select three people from the audience to do some one-on-one coaching with. So I started manifesting that that was going to be, that was, I would, I'd get on my team zooms and I would tell everyone she's coming. She's going to pick three people. I'm going to be one of those people, blah, blah, blah. Long story short, the day comes, I'm one of the three people. In fact, I'm the first person she picks. I get up, I I stand up with the mic and I said, I manifested this. Mm -hmm. And she goes, get up on stage. So I run up on stage and she goes, I bet you didn't manifest this, that you'd be on stage with me. And I said, no, I did. And I had, I I had, I would say so often that she's going to pull me on stage and we're going to work through something. I don't know what it was, what what we're going to work through, but we're going to work through something. Never in my wildest dreams did I think that we would work through the past trauma that for 25 years I kept in the dark. Mm -hmm. And it came out because she kept saying, when you have this loop of unworthiness in you, when you have this low confidence, low self-esteem, where is it stemming from? And I was like, oh, when I started gaining weight in college, oh, I kept dodging the bullet, but she saw right through it. And she looked at me, she put her back to the audience. She put both arms on my shoulders and she said, are you a victim of sexual abuse? in front of 3000 of my closest friends. And for the first time in my life, I looked at my wife who knew my truth. And she gave me like, you know, when you're married for a long time, you have like ESP, I swear. Like she gave me like a nod, but in that nod, I read, it's your story. Tell it like, (laughs) that's not what she said to me, but that's what I felt like she said. So I looked at Mel Robbins and on microphone, I said, yes. And I start to break down. And in that moment, she anchors me to the moments of my life where I felt confident. The second my daughter was born and that made me a father. And I'm laying in the hospital bed with my wife, looking at her saying, why didn't we do this sooner? Because we had waited 10 years together, seven years of married before having our first. And then anchored me to that and slowly started showing the beauty in my life that overwhelmed the darkness. And what happened was... From taking that deep, dark secret out of the darkness and into the light, it stopped having power over me. And so the chains that had held me back for so many years broke. Now, that's not to say I don't struggle. That's not to say I don't have days that I don't feel confidence. And there's not to say that I don't have days that I'm not faith in it until I'm feeling it, (laughs) you know, because I just have to get up and put that smile on my face and go. But I can say now that for the most part, 99% of the time when I smile, it reaches my eyes. And before I learned how to do this, when I smiled, it never came from my soul and never reached my eyes. It was just a, and now I can't stop smiling because I love me. I see all my bad. And in spite of it, I am so worthy. And I think that that's been the biggest transformation for me in all of this. I I like have chills. I literally do. I mean, I, 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 that was so powerful. And let's kind of dive into, cause I, 
I know kind of the business that you're in. I know like network marketing and all yes, that correct. stuff. And I had Haley Hobson on the podcast as well. Oh. And she's in the similar space. Yes. So, and a big thing is sharing on social media, sharing your story, being vulnerable. A lot of people are scared to do that when I want to get into maybe not network marketing, but a business, right? Absolutely. And it goes back to confidence, but like, what kind of tips can you give to those that are like in the business space and they know they have to show up on social media, but they are so scared too? That's such a great thing. And the reality of the matter is this, is first and foremost, understand, and I'm going to give a quick analogy first. You know, uh, when I was morbidly obese and even to this day, because I still have some weight to lose, I get, I can be uncomfortable in the gym, right? There's mm-hmm. a bunch of mirrors everywhere. There's a bunch of like jacked up dudes walking around, blah, blah, blah. And I would feel self-confident, self-conscious. You know what I'm saying? Well, I was talking to my buddy who's super fit. And he's like, do you understand that all these dudes, men and women in the gym that are jacked up, Watch them work out. They're looking in the mirror, judging themselves more than you are ever judging yourself. They're not wasting their time judging you. They're judging themselves. So stop. Stop judging you. And so what I realized in that moment, the same thing can apply to social media. Most people are judging themselves more than they're judging you. And if they are judging you, it's because they hate themselves so much that they have to displace that anger somewhere else. So really, instead of being offended by it, I now am like, oh. My heart hurts for them because they must be in such a dark place that this is how they have to express themselves. And so the biggest tip for me that I learned is first and foremost, in this moment, it was appropriate because we were talking about confidence for me to share my past trauma. That's not always the case. So don't think that sharing your story, number A, is just disclosing all your deep, dark secrets, letting all the skeletons out of the closet, which can be very scary. There might be times that that's appropriate but most of the time it's not in the business that we're in. We have a saying that says facts tell, but stories sell. Mm -hmm. And so we actually teach people how to tell their story. So maybe it's a product, maybe it's a service, maybe it's an experience that you had that made a shift in you. The way that we tell our stories is before X, Y, Z, before that, this service I was since finding this service, I am. And what excites me the most for the future is Dot, dot, dot. And so, for example, in my industry, with the drink that I found that changed my life, I would say something to the extent of before finding this drink, I don't, I don't want to say, I, I don't know what the rules are. So I'm not saying you, you, you can't, you can if you want to. Okay, yeah, it's exogenous ketones. So, Please, before yeah. finding ketones, uh, I was 300 pounds and an inactive participant in my kid's life because my body physically couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Since finding ketones, not only am I down 84 pounds, but I get to be an active participant in my kid's life, taking them to school, picking them up and never missing a beat. What excites me most about all of this is that I don't have to do this alone. I get to create a community of people that can find better health and better wealth together with me on this journey. Now I've shared my story that incorporates multiple elements. And as you're listening to me share my story, hopefully what you might be getting is me too. Hey, that's me too. You know, this all started on my health journey because I went to ride a roller coaster with my daughter, who's now eight. She was then four and the harness wouldn't close over me. I was so big that I literally couldn't ride the ride because so they had to ask me to get off. Well, that catalyst I'm forever grateful for because it made me take my health into account. But I cannot tell you how many times I share that story on a stage and I'll have several DMs of that's happened to me. 
When you're sharing your story, sometimes you feel uncomfortable, but you don't realize that you might say something that 10 other people go, me too. Mm. And that immediate me too makes a connection between you two. And now you can delve into conversating about that connection, learning about each other. And if you can solve a problem through your product or service, help solving that problem. And I think that that's the key of telling our story is in telling our story, we're telling our truth and how whatever product or service it is that we found or we're representing ultimately solve the problems of our truth, making our truth better. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) Mic drop. No, I I love everything. I love all that. Um, I, one of my other questions I wanted to ask you was when you look at your kids, right? What kind of legacy would you want to leave them? Oh, I love this question so much because, you know, for a long time when I, when people would ask me what's your why, Mm -hmm. I would almost generically say my kids, my kids, my kids, which is true. They're part, they're the massive part of my why, but the reality is that my why isn't just my kids. My why is to leave a legacy that my kids, 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 kids benefits from to create something that when the day comes that my family's coming to my tombstone to lay their flowers on there, the tombstone reads that I was a man that changed people's lives, that I was a catalyst for positive change in millions. And so I have, I work for that every single day. And so I also believe that there's two types of legacies, Danielle. Mm -hmm. I think there's the legacy that we leave when we leave this earth. And there's a legacy that we leave when we leave a room, whether it be an in-person room or a virtual room, i.e. clubhouse. Mm -hmm. When you leave, are people saying, gosh, every time he comes in, he brings that energy. He puts a smile on my face. He makes me feel good. Or are they saying, gosh, every time he leaves, I'm so grateful because he drains the life out of me. And so I'm constantly working towards both legacies, the legacies that I'm leaving the generations to come and the legacy that ultimately I'm leaving the people that I'm around when I leave them. And so, yes, does finances come into it? Sure. I want to leave a legacy of abundance. But for me, the number one thing that I want to leave is a legacy of access. That if my daughter comes to me or my son comes to me and they say, dad, I got into Harvard and it's $80,000 a year, I write the check and give them access to the best education. If they come to me and they say, I have this invention and I want to try to create it, they have access to pursuing their dreams. And so for me, I'm building what I'm building so that my children can ultimately build what they want to build with the least amount of barriers of entry into whatever that dream may be, that they have access to those goals. I feel like I could listen to you all day. I really, really do. And I, 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 I know about the two different versions of the legacy, but the way you said it was just so profound and, and it, uh, it was amazing. Um, so one of my like last questions that I want to ask you that I love asking to kind of like close out the interview is if you wrote a book, what would the title of your book be? Ooh. From scars to star. Ooh, From scars I to stars. That. I oh my god, I I love that. I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> no, it's that's great. I'm like I'm compiling every because that's like the like the last question that I ask everybody, and I'm compiling all these because I, I that's why why did you why why how did you come up with that? You know, I think that. Over time, because of social media, even on a certain level, Clubhouse, even though Clubhouse is much more difficult to, we have a, a way of 
really putting our best foot forward at all times. Mm -hmm. And it's the highlight reel of our life, right? I get on Clubhouse and, and by the grace of God, I was one of the people, I'm one of the weirdos of this world, like, right? I love public speaking. I don't get nervous. I get super excited. Like, get me a stage, give me 15,000 people and I'm like ready to ramp. That doesn't mean I don't have anxiety or nerves before, but it's when I'm in it, I feel like I'm in my element. I literally, I feel I'm doing what I'm called to do, right? But that doesn't mean that that didn't come with a journey, that that doesn't mean that right before I'm not battling the scars itching and making me want to scratch of you're not worthy. Your past will haunt you. You're too big. You're not good looking enough. I mean, the thing is that it, there's so much that constantly fights in our heads and people see the stars, but they often forget that really those stars came from scars. And if it wasn't for the scars in my life, the sometimes open wounds that it feels like are still there, I wouldn't have become the person that I am. I now understand that if it wasn't for the trauma that I went through, now I'm not grateful for that trauma. I actually, I take that back. I've been able to work to a place that I'm not grateful for the actions that happened because mm -hmm. no child should undergo that, but I'm grateful that it happened to me because I was able to withstand it. And I, over time, was able to turn it, that scar into a star. It took a long time, but I got there. And so for me, it's the story that, yes, I can come up here and look shiny and bright and everything looks great. And like, I have the best kids and the best marriage and life is wonderful on a boat taking, you know, drinks of boob <laughs> straight from the bottle, <laughs> you know, I can portray that for sure. And that is an aspect of my life, but there's also the scar that every single day I battle. And so for me, it's, it's wanting people to understand that there is that journey. And no matter where you came from, no matter what your scars look like, because we all have our own scars and they're not all the same, that scar can ultimately turn you into a star. Whew. I, like, uh, I, I don't know. I'm speechless. Okay. <laughs> Nothing to say. Um, but I am sure that the listeners right now want to like, want to contact you. They want to, they, they want to slide into those DMs in any way that they can contact you. So share like all your social media, sure. like. So across platforms, I'm not the fat dad. Most of the time, no underscore on Instagram. I am not the fat dad separated by underscore. And then on Clubhouse, I'm Alexander Gonzalez. Uh, and so I might be rebranding because now that I'm a public speaker, a lot of people are telling me I need to have my name and not the fat dad. And so for right now, that's how you can find me. And I will figure out a way that if I do rebrand, you can still find me by searching that. Um, but yes, I would love, love, love to hear from you, whether you're someone that's suffered past trauma and you just want to say, I went through something similar and I can say, I love you just because, because I do, because my biggest message in all of this and in everything that I do, what my keynote has to do with every opportunity I get a chance to speak. I want to let people know that love is 100% unconditional. Mm -hmm. There's nothing you can do to earn it. There's nothing you can do to deserve it. It is given to you freely. I tell my kids every single day, I love you. And then I ask them, do you know why? And their answer is just because. My kids know beyond a shadow of a doubt that my love for them comes with no condition and that I love them just because. Because I never want them to search for love in all the wrong places. I want them to be so filled with love that love flows to them freely. And even when it's hard to love others freely without condition, do it. Because the best part about it is that when you love everyone around you, you will be loved 
more than you ever thought that you could. And I am living proof because I am a man that is so unworthy of the amount of love I get given everywhere I go. And it's because I am willing to give that love freely to everyone I know. Uh, I hope I hope you're going to be doing it like a TEDx speech. Like that's that, my dream goal. Is that you're about to God's ears? I <laughs> you need to, and I and I also feel like only the two of us know this, but I feel like I feel Marcus Black in you too. Thank you. Like I mean, thank you. Like I We're said, we're partnered I, now. He's mentoring me in my speaking. Well, you know what. He's doing a and good we job. Have, uh, literally, the Zoom I was on, right? Is this going? Is this going on the? It's still. It's still. We, yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'll tell you. I'll tell you when we're not recording some good stuff coming. That I literally was on a call right before here. But yes, there's a beautiful partnership there, and you will see us on many stages together moving forward. And I take that as one. Of, he's my brother from another mother, so I take that as a massive compliment. And Danielle, I appreciate you. I appreciate how often you show up. I appreciate the spirit. You have a calming spirit. It's very, very powerful. You know your stuff. You're okay being silent and only speaking when you need to be heard because you know it's the right time to speak and you don't need clout. You come from a, a, a radical humility that is unbelievable. And I just have to tell you that for me, radical humility is one of the hardest things to achieve and you've mastered that. And I hope to emulate that, truly. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Oh, Alexander, I love you so much. I really, really appreciate that. Like, that just made my night. That made my year. <laughs> um, but please, guys, if you love this episode, please tag the two of us. We will show you some love. Shoot you a little DM. But, Alexander, I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. This was so fun. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you.